you threw caution to the wind and reached out to your idol, asking if they'd be interested in being on your podcast. To your surprise, they replied back, yeah, when do you want to record? You're over the moon with excitement at being able to sit down with them for a one-on-one chat, and you're pumped for what this might do for your podcast's growth. But that excitement turns to fear, setting an icy chill down your spine as you say to yourself, um, now what do I do? You've booked the guest of a lifetime, and you don't want to screw it up. It's a feeling that happens to the best of us. But before you let that fear disable you, take a deep breath and listen to my advice. On this episode of the Queued Up Podcast on Podcasting, we're going to be continuing our talk about interviews with the most important part of your interview, the preparation. Before we get into what should go into your interview prep, it's important to know why it's so important. Look, preparing for the interview is perhaps the least sexiest part of the interview. It's the studying before the exam, the research before the term paper, the masking off before painting, the practice before the game. But like every one of those examples, it's the work you do beforehand that determines your glory. Any good interview is about telling a good story. Anyone can ask a bunch of non-sequitur questions, slap an intro and outro on it, and call it a day. But those interviews aren't nearly as engaging, and they certainly won't do your guest any justice. They don't go beyond the surface level of a person or a topic, and the answers are the same ones you'll hear on a million other podcasts. The people who do listen aren't going to be as likely to stick around, and you better believe they're going to remember that lackluster interview if they come across your podcast later, potentially losing listeners for life. My point isn't to scare you, however. It's to point out the realities of putting out mediocre content at a time when more podcasts than ever are doing interviews. If you can't stand out, you'll be forgotten, and if your guest is that important to you, the last thing you want to do is let them down. By doing your research ahead of time, it'll open up new questions for your interview, give you more confidence during the interview, and help you develop an overall story you can use to create an amazing episode from beginning to end. To be perfectly honest, I don't think you can do too much research so don't skimp on it. One example I love to cite is of Nardwar's interview with Black Flag singer Henry Rollins. John Ruskin, who goes by Nardwar, is a Canadian interviewer who has a bit of a shtick for taking deep dives into his subjects. He goes incredibly deep, at times asking his interviewees things that only one or two people in the world could know. In this instance, the interview starts with Rollins clearly agitated and hostile, but as things get heated, the sheer diligence of Nardwar's research eventually wins Rollins over, getting him to open up a bit and salvaging what was a terrible interview. It also set up a foundation for later interviews in which the normally Kurt Rollins shows Nardwar a little bit of respect, creating even better moments later on. Look, I don't think Nardwar's a particularly good interviewer. He doesn't develop a story with his questions, and he has a manic cadence that can be off-putting to both guests and listeners but it's the insane amount of research that impresses his guests and has people routinely calling him one of the best interviewers around. The same could be said for Hot Ones host Sean Evans, who isn't really a great interviewer, but because he doesn't ask the same boring questions everyone else does, he's earned himself a place in popular culture. Now that you know why it's so important to do good prep before you sit down at the mic, let's talk a little bit about what you should go into your preparation after this quick promo break. Here at Queued Up, we believe in giving back to the community. As a result, we're opening up our mid-roll spots for podcasts that are either created by independent creators or podcasts for marginalized groups. 
This week, we're going to hear about Access, a podcast about abortion. My name is Garnet Henderson. I'm the host and producer of Access, a podcast about abortion. I created Access because a lot of people just don't know that much about abortion. So on Access, all we do is talk about it. We've done a deep dive into the Supreme Court case that's in the news right now. And we've also covered topics including what actually happens during an abortion and the myth of abortion regret. You can find Access wherever you listen to podcasts or at a apodcastaboutabortion.com. As we discussed, your research is paramount to the success of your interview, but you probably don't have months and thousands of dollars to fly out to their hometown and find every little thing about them. That means you're going to need to be efficient to get it done right and on time. There are three main areas in which I try to focus my time. Knowing my guests, knowing the topic they want to discuss, and knowing the audience that will be tuning in. Let's break them down a little bit further, starting with your audience. This is something you should already have a good handle on since it's your audience. If your podcast audience is a bunch of medical professionals, you know you can get a little more in the weeds about medical topics. If you have a podcast for Star Wars fans, you know you don't need to explain what Tatooine is every time it comes up. More importantly, by knowing your audience, you'll have a far better handle on what your listeners expect to hear and what makes them excited. The more niche your audience, the deeper you can dive in certain areas, which will likely set you apart from the other interviews your guest has done and will do. With your audience figured out, you can spend more time learning about the topic you're going to discuss. Now, it's obviously good if you're already an expert in this area, but you probably have your guests coming on because you're not an expert. That's perfectly fine, but it's time for you to open up a few browser tabs and get to searching. You need to know beyond the basics of that topic. For instance, if you have a business podcast, you probably have a general understanding of things like liquid versus fixed assets profit and loss statements, determining ROI, and so on. But if your guest is an expert on franchising, you should know some of the terms and concepts they're going to be discussing. For instance, something very important to those in franchising are the franchise fees. Knowing things like what the industry standard rate is for franchise fees, the pros and cons to them, and how a franchise with low fees might actually be a red flag can help you build a narrative in an episode. It can also make your guests feel more comfortable and ultimately push them to open up more, sharing things they normally don't cover in interviews. You don't need to become an expert by any means, but you should have a good enough understanding of everything that goes into your guest specialty that you can talk shop with them. The end goal here is that you find questions and ultimately answers your guest hasn't discussed elsewhere and that cater to your audience's wants. With your topic well-researched, you need to learn a lot more about your guest especially if you're talking about their journey or life at any point in your interview. Every person you ever meet is going to have some form of guard up to protect themselves. I believe there are several layers to that guard, and the more they drop, the closer you get to the person emotionally. The closer you get, the more personal your answers are going to become. If a stranger asked you a personal question on the street, you'd probably ignore them or give them a very broad answer. I work in advertising. If an acquaintance asked, you might give them a brief overview. I changed jobs back in May. If a friend asked, you might give them a little bit more information. Yeah, work just kept cutting my hours, so I left back in May, and now I work at Example Corp. If your partner asked, you'd give them even more information. Steve kept cutting my hours every week, telling me that they're going to come back as soon as we're over this hump. But today, 
I saw the schedule and Matt and Carol got brought back up to 40 hours two weeks ago. I'm applying to jobs tonight. Saw an interesting one at Example Corp that might be up my alley. Though you and your guests are likely little more than acquaintances at this point, we want to get beyond that level and even get beyond the friend level barrier if possible. The key to that barrier is your research. To start, you should be looking up your guests' social media accounts, read the blogs they've written, and listen to the interviews they've given. You need to know what's already public knowledge, and you need to get an insight into what type of person they are, what they like, and what they've gone through. You're looking not just for things you can ask questions about, but ways to lower their guard a bit. For celebrity guests, it's both easier and harder. Celebrities have far more information already out in the world, which makes it easier to find a lot of surface-level stuff about them. But there's often a large divide between their public and personal lives, on top of them being more media-trained, which is going to make going deeper a lot harder. In those cases, I like to break the ice with early questions that might catch them off guard. For example, I was once interviewing a professional football player. He's clearly done a million interviews at this point, and is ready to give me a bunch of rehearsed answers while he thinks about what he's going to eat for dinner that night. I hit him with a question about an all-black escalade he had before ever becoming famous that he clearly loved, going as far as naming. Because it wasn't a standard question, and it was clear I dug deep to find out this thing ever existed, I caught him off guard, and it allowed him to gush a little bit about a passion he had. He immediately lit up and let down his guard a little bit. For the rest of the interview, I got far better answers than anyone else who interviewed him, including a great soundbite no one else had. We headed off, and we still chat occasionally to this day. You should view your research as a way to find great questions to ask and to be able to put your listeners in your guest shoes. The more detail you can give in your questions and in your discussions with your guests, the more you can do that. Remember, you're trying to build a story here. No matter if you're hearing from a financial expert about growing personal wealth, or you're hearing from a cancer survivor that's going to detail the difficulties they had. You're trying to tell a story, and your preparation will be one of the biggest ways you'll succeed or fail in doing so. Next episode, I'll be giving you some pointers for during your interview, ways you can develop and improve your own interview style, and create engaging content for your listeners. Make sure to subscribe to the Queued Up Podcast on podcasting wherever you get your podcasts at so you don't miss it. Now go create some amazing podcasts and share them with us on Twitter at QDUP Audio or with myself at Matthew S underscore pod. Thank you very much for listening to the Queued Up Podcast on podcasting. See you in two weeks.